0: Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Coping with the Effects of High Free Prices and Possible Drought in 2022. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Alfredo Di who's an extension educator with the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Aaron. In this article, you highlight looking at the economics of cow-calf production in light of what's going on with feed prices, thinking in particular here about the scenario of what if we need to dry lot cows, uh, take cows off of pasture. When we look at current feed prices, those are pretty high. And so the question becomes, how much can we afford to feed cows in light of these high feed prices, looking to the expected income that we're going to get from those calves? In this article, you highlight some different scenarios people might want to think through in terms of what the numbers might look like on whether or not it pays to do that. Walk through with us the scenario you set up and how people might use this information as they evaluate their own situation.
1: So the first thing that uh, I think should come to everyone's mind is uh, to recognize the annual cow costs at or operations. And uh, Having a little background from my previous work at the University of Minnesota, I was able to compare and contrast some of that information for both states, Minnesota and Nebraska, and it is clear that in certain categories, uh, maintaining a cow on a yearly basis in Nebraska is a little bit more expensive than in Minnesota. Now, that has nothing to do with anything other than the cost of uh, pasturing cattle in Nebraska, I believe. Nebraska pasture is priced uh, correctly. Uh, in Minnesota, I would think it would be undervalued. So beginning with that, the the first uh, concern that we all should keep in mind uh, this year and going forward is uh, recognizing the costs of maintaining a cow a year. So with armed with that information, I decided that perhaps a thousand dollar annual cow cost would be a good average for the state of Nebraska to utilize, and then to simulate various scenarios of production. The next level of consideration for this uh, evaluation is what is the annual or the the weaning weight that uh, cows can wean in the state of Nebraska. And that number is also a bit elusive. It is elusive in Minnesota. It's elusive in the whole nation. But assuming uh, a couple of uh, scenarios that would uh, uh, reflect a 12 and a half percent difference between the high number and the low number, I chose 500 pounds on the low end and 565 pounds on the high end. Similarly, I looked at 90% their winning rate versus 80%. So if uh, the reader recognizes that differential between those two uh, bits of information will be 12.5%. The reason for doing that is then everything is on a level playing field, and we can determine uh, moving one of those in one direction what impact it has The other direction. So that was the beginning of that simulation. So, so to recap, so far we have a thousand dollar annual cow cost, but we will vary that anywhere from 700 to 1400 on the publication. We will have 565 or 500 pound actual winning weight, and then we will have 90 percent winning rate or 80 percent winning rate to to give a, a contrast. So, when uh, playing out all those simulations, the question was asked: What will changes in those demand that the break-even price of feeder cattle should be so that we can break even with the cost of operating that enterprise? Going back to the thousand uh, dollars, the actual uh, effective weaning weight is 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 what is necessary to determine the actual. Break-even price. So to go through that calculation, very simply, one what we need to do is divide the annual cow cost by the multiplication between actual winning weight multiplied by winning rate. And that gives us effective winning weight. So at 565 pounds of winning weight, if we take then 90% of that. The effective winning weight would come back to 508 pounds. And on the other scenario, if we took 500 pounds multiplied by 90%, it would be 450 pounds. So when we then divide $1,000 by, by the effective winning weight in each of those scenarios, and it'll give us somewhere in the range of $1.77 to $2.20 a pound for feeder calf required to break even. So then what we'd need to do is sort of look on the crystal ball and recognize what what will feeder prices be in the fall. Well, considering what we're seeing today, and these would be obviously fall-born calves that are coming to weaning and they're being sold right now in the current lightweight feeder markets, we would suspect that that price will remain somewhere in the range of $1.80 to $1.90 a pound for fall sales. So with that information, the question is, which of those scenarios proposes a break-even or better situation in the fall of 2022? The answer is that $1,000 annual cow cost, for example, with a weaning Rate of 90% and a, and a weaning weight of 565 pounds. Anything less than that on performance or more than that or an annual cow cost will force the break even price to increase, perhaps to levels that will not be achievable in the feeder market in 2022. So the whole gist of this article is to say if I have good performance and reasonable annual cow cost, I have to make sure that in 2022, I retain that reasonable performance. In a sense, weaning rate is already set. Cows that did not become pregnant are already sold. Uh, Calves that were lost at calving are probably already gone. Hopefully we will not lose many more calves between birth and weaning. So then only thing left to do is to consider perhaps uh, any potential for creep grazing or creep feeding. And it depends on what part of the state we are talking about for those scenarios. So at the end of the day, if we have a reasonable idea of cow costs and they have hover in $1,000 and or performance is something we're proud of, it's very likely a scenario of either profits or break-even scenarios in the fall of 2022. For the rest of us in which uh, winning rate falls below 85% or winning weights are closer to 500 pounds, it will be much harder to break even at somewhere in the rate of $2.20 a hundred weight. I make a comment in Beef Watch article that even with the price slide that is uh, roughly about 10 cents for every 100 pounds, that even with that, we may not be able to make a lighter weight uh, herd uh, break even in the fall of 2022. Uh, These are considerations that need to be looked at in light of what will happen in 2023 and beyond. Because the whole gist of this article and a subsequent article that I'm working on is, how do we work or performance or management so that we can remain in business for the coming years at 100% capacity over herd so that we can cash in on some of the better prices that are expected for feeder cattle in the near future. Uh, so those are the, the things that are driving these decisions. If we were looking at drought and a series of years with poorer, Feeder prices. Then we we would be talking about a whole different scenario, maybe more aggressive, perhaps, uh, calling more uh, less consideration to try and retaining uh, the herd intact into the coming years. But the caveat here is that in 2022 and beyond, we should see better feeder calf prices, which should make us think of how to retain that herd as intact as possible.
0: So some of the things that you pointed out that I think are are important is first, you got to know your annual cow costs. You have to know where you're at in terms of your cost of production. You know, what are my expenses? The second thing you talked about is where am I at in terms of my productivity? Uh, you know, what is the calves weaned per cow exposed? And, and that's, you know, a big driver. The other thing I think that Is the wild card that you said is, you know, what's our expectations going forward? So at times I'm willing to produce at uh, maybe below break even because I have the expectation that things are going to turn around and prices will increase and we're going to get to a better place. And I think right now many people are still remembering the drought of 2012, some of the depopulation that occurred with that. And then two, three years later, 2014, 15, we saw, you know, record calf prices. So I think that's still fresh in people's mind a bit, or maybe I should say is offering the reminder to folks of there are sometimes some real advantages of, of getting through a drought because of expected good times on the other side. But I think the challenge for me, and, and you mentioned this, is those are expectations. Those aren't reality yet. And so knowing, knowing your cost, uh, knowing what you're willing to spend to try to get through this, but I think also having what I would say are some trigger points, you know saying uh, if it gets to this place we're going to make this decision. if it gets to that place we're going to make this second decision. those kind of things I think can be helpful in this kind of scenario.
1: Absolutely Aaron. that's uh, you know if nothing else, uh, these articles are expected for our readers to uh, be aware of potential scenarios developing and just keep them keeping them in the back of our minds so that we can trigger when the time comes.
0: Anything else on this topic you think would be of value to producers as they think about their current scenario, the price of feed, input costs, and the outlook for the rest of this summer into the fall? Uh,
1: I think uh, this is a time to consider, and I know you know some of the the acreages are are much larger than what we had to deal with in Minnesota. But uh, there's uh, you know the, the the interest in creek grazing or creek feeding needs to be in there. Uh, If we look at feed feed prices, I know they're expensive, but we recognize too that feeder prices are also coming up. And then we have expertise in our beef team to be able to help producers that are interested in uh, formulating low-cost creep feeding options. I wouldn't get too excited about creep feeding right away. But perhaps sometime uh, past August when quality of grass begins to fade, particularly in cool season grasses and the coolness of the uh, hopefully the fall brings on better gains for those for those calves. Because I think if you can you can put it this way, if our calf again is going to bring back $1.90 a pound, then that means on a marginal cost evaluation, we should be able to spend up to $1.90 a pound of gain. And costs of gain in the feedlot, as a reference, will be in the range of $1.20 to $1.40. On a feeder calf, we should be able to do that for at least that much. So there's an incentive in us. uh, And again, another trigger point, Aaron, would be, you know, starting to talk to your local feed dealers or to uh, beef educators to think of formulating low cost creep, uh, diets that can be added to the managed summer management or late summer management of these baby calves so that we can create more weight, uh, even if it's towards the end of their weaning period.
0: Yeah. I think the thing you just highlighted there is, you know, what's the cost of the creep, what's the cost of gain and, you know, it's, we also need to remember, I think it's not just the price we get paid for the pounds, but what's the value increase. So if I've got 550 pound calves and by creep feeding, I'll have 580 pound calves. What's the additional value I generate on those 30 pounds? What do I get paid for those pounds? And that's that's a number that you got to put a pencil to as you think about strategies and evaluating that. So good, good points. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Aaron. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article, Coping with the Effects of
1: High Feed Prices and Possible Drought in 2022.